everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to Daryl for 31 years, mom to eight kids ages 16 to 30, Nana to seven, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, and The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. My book just launched this week. I'm super excited about that, and some of you have already read through it. If you happen to already read The 4-Hour School Day, please go to your favorite book source and leave a review because this allows more moms to see the book and know that it's available. The same thing actually applies um, to the podcast. If you can take a minute to just leave a review from the platform you're listening from, it pushes the podcast in front of more moms with the ultimate goal, of course, to bring encouragement. And we all know the importance of scripture. We know that God says in the words that the words in the Bible aren't just words, they are our life. We know that his word is living and active according to Hebrews 4. It stands to reason then that it would be wise to begin instilling the word of God into our children at a very young age. We can even read the scripture over them in the womb because we know that God's word does not come back void. That's Isaiah 55:11. I have a guest with me today who is a homeschool mom, but has a passion for reading the scripture over our kids. Emily is an international and best-selling children's book author and speaker. Her desire is to share the importance of speaking God's word over your littles and to create usable tools, in particular books, that enable parents to do just that. She believes that God's word has the power to change and impact lives. Emily has spoken at many parenting conferences, schools, mothers groups, and special events and has been a featured guest on multiple podcasts. But don't worry, her kids, her three kids aren't that impressed and continually, (laughs) uh, she's continually losing to them at Mario Kart and that keeps her pretty humble. (laughs) Welcome, Emily. Thank you for being here today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it was quite a journey to get to the point of actually recording this podcast, wasn't it? Oh my goodness, yes, but praise God, he carried us through with smiles still. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was it took us a good solid 30 minutes. We kept having all kinds of little issues and so we are really thrilled to be actually recording now, but Emily and I met at a conference a few weeks ago. I was in Illinois and she stopped by my table and introduced me to one of the books that she had written and published and it was a book on praying the scripture over kids. It was a kid's book to actually read to them. And she showed it to me and I just loved the the concept. I loved the illustrations. And so um, as I checked out her social media and all of that, I could just see that she had such a heart for, uh, for this. And I believe this is very, very important as well. And so I wanted to have Emily on um, to share with us um, about her, a little bit about her story um, we'd like to hear the backstory on how you came to write these books and how they made it into the hands of publishers. Yeah. So, you know, it's so amazing to me how you can see how God uses all of the different pieces of your life to start, you know, weaving pieces together for what he has planned for you. So yes. to kind of make a very long story a little bit shorter so we won't do the 15 podcasts, um, my husband and I really started learning about the value of declaring scripture over our own lives when we were in kind of a very dark place in life. Um And so we started realizing, okay, the power of the Word of God to transform our circumstances, our mind, and our heart. Um, And so I kind of went through that knowledge knowing it. And what I had 
actually done was started to plan a baby shower for my youngest sister-in-law and really had realized, Lord, I don't want to just give this baby another quilt or another, um, you know, whatever it may be. Lord, I saw the transforming power that scripture had in my own life. And I said, Lord, I want to give this baby everything that your word promises that he could have. Mm -hmm. And I felt the Lord so quickly say to me right away, I want to give that to all of my children. And so that's kind of how, uh, you know, this idea was born. Um, Again, you know, we have all of these stops along the way where the Lord um, uses those pieces and those things that we struggled with, you know, physical situations as well as spiritual situation, things overcoming like anger and competition and forgiveness and literal situations like um, I had gone through foreclosures. We were at one point living in my in-law's basement and I saw that the word of God transforms. And so all of those things he had really dug into my own life, I saw not only the truth of them in scripture, but the truth of them in my own life. So again, kind of kept getting that nudge from God to do it, do it. And, you know, we always have those moments where we think, oh, someday, God, someday I'll get there. Um, Well, my husband and I were fasting and my husband kind of not really knowing that this is something I had been, you know, kind of procrastinating with about God turned to me and said, Em, I think the Lord's telling me that you're supposed to write a book. And of course, I was just like, ah, yeah, like, okay, Lord, like, I get I get it. <laughs> um, wow. So wrote, yeah, I mean, he's so faithful to keep reminding us. So wrote the book. My husband um, actually was floored because he, for some reason, um, thought it was going to be a book for adults. He had no idea. He just knew what the Lord told him. So, mm. you know, you go through the steps of, of everything. When we were um, living in a basement and we were in a very dark situation in life. I remember our pastor at the time had told us, you know, the same way you get out of the spiritual situation that you're in and into the calling that the Lord has for you, you know, not even knowing what it was at the time was the same way that you get out of your basement. It's one step at a time. And the Lord mm-hmm. led us through this process, just one yes at a time and one step up at the next time. So wrote the book, started saying, Lord, where, what about this illustrator? Where do we go next? And he led us to our sister-in-law um, and just really was so good to say one step at a time, this is the next step. This is the next step. This is the next step. Um, we self-published the book. Um, again, one yes, one Google search at a time. Uh, three months later, we actually were at um, a MOPS group, a Moms of Preschooler group. They were having their Christmas bazaar. Uh, so there was like Rowe there, Mary Kay, all of these like mom-led businesses. And for whatever reason, Tyndall House Publishers was there. So we had sold a lot of books. Um, at the end, I kind of felt that elbow from God saying like, M, you need to go give them a book. And I was like, no, Lord, that's not you. I'm, I'm not hearing you correctly. Like, that's something else. Like, this is really embarrassing. They don't just take books from people off the street. Like, this can't be you, Lord. Like, <laughs> stalled. You know, like, it's so funny how we, I don't know, the things that we trip ourselves up on sometime. I literally packed up my entire car. I remember, of course, now this is the Midwest and it's like, you know, November, so it's not nice. So, or October. So shut the door of the trunk. It's like sleeting outside. And I finally heard the Lord say, Emily, if nothing else in your life, have I not taught you obedience? Have I not taught you that one yes at a time, that one step at a time? And I, you know, kind of throw up my hands. Okay, Lord, I, you know, I'll I'll do it. So I went in, uh, again, to make a long story short, gave the girl uh, there a book, never expected to hear from her again. And, um, 
let's see, that was Thursday afternoon, um, Monday morning, got an email from the head of Children's Publishing saying, hey, we'd be interested in publishing your book. And um, they led us to, uh, they signed us for a three book series. And, you know, it's, again, it's the favor of God that when we say yes, when we're obedient, um, he, he is so much more than faithful always. Mm, I love that. And what I'm hearing in all of this is it, it it was just one step of obedience at a time. So, yeah. you know, it's I keep thinking of that verse. God has been bringing that passage to my mind over and over and over again recently. He does this a lot with this particular passage, but <laughs> trusting in Him with all of our hearts and not leaning on our own understanding Yes, in all of our ways, acknowledging Him and He will direct our paths do not be wise in your own eyes, but yes. fear the Lord and shun evil, for this will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So uh, twice he's saying, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Both of those things are just so important, and they go so against our human nature and against what the culture tells us. The culture yeah. says we've got to claw our way there. We have to run people over. We have to take care of us. And God is saying, no. Lean into me and don't lean on your own understanding. Don't interpret everything with just worldly eyes, you know, and that's where I pray for the Lord to give us wisdom, you know, like help me to have your eyes, help me to not lean on my own understanding. Um, to trust in you completely. And sometimes I'll even be like, and could you just give me a little something to help my faith because it's weak? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> you know, like in the New Testament when um, the dad brought his, you know, he wanted his daughter healed and or his child healed and asked Jesus to heal him. And, and Jesus said, you know, basically I will, you know, if you have faith. And he said, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. So he was yeah. still coming from a place of faith, but recognizing that his faith was small and he needed God to multiply it so that he could trust and believe and have faith in order for his daughter to be healed. And so, you know, God knows. He knows we're dust. He knows we really can only handle mm-hmm. one step at a time. And that sometimes yes. we do need that little bit of encouragement, that little bit of, hey, I'm just going to give you eyes to see this right now. Um, and he's not, he's not about like hiding things from us. I don't yeah. think he's, he is a mysterious God, but I don't think he's, he purposefully withholds things, but I do think we need to ask for them, Yeah, you know? And I, I see that that sort of was the pattern for you and your husband. We're just like, you know, taking one step at a time, recognizing scripture as important, walking that out in your life. And then, you know eventually hearing this direction from the Lord. And I think that's so important for us to remember that it doesn't just typically happen. It's usually a journey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we prove our faithfulness to God. You know, it's again, being faithful with those little things so that he can bless us with more. I always think, man, what if I had, you know, again, going back to the steps analogy, what if I had missed one of those steps? What if I had, you know, missed one and ended up tumbling back down to the bottom? Again, it's um, I think it's, is it Zephaniah that talks about don't despise the days of small beginnings. And it's so mm-hmm. true that sometimes those first steps um, is where the Lord, you know, is continuing to build our faith and all our faithfulness to him and seeing what can I trust you with? Can you be that servant that I said, if I give you this little bit, I can, I can give you more. I can give you stuff that you didn't even work for because of the fact um, that I have found you faithful and you have, you know, we've really found him faithful as well in that. Right. And that's the thing I think is so important to understand that God always keeps his promises. He's a covenant God. And because he's a covenant God, 
even our missteps and us missing things, he more than meets us halfway, Mm. you know, like our obedience is never absolutely perfect. It can't be. And and it would be foolish to think that it is. But when we take the step towards him, he more than meets us and and honors that and blesses it because for his glory and, you know, for his name. And, and that's what I love is that takes away the pressure to have to perform. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it, it motivates you. Who doesn't want to move toward a loving God, a God who loves us that much? And uh, so I just, I love that. So, okay. So um, back to, so you, you were inspired to write this book. Did you ever give a little, did you give that little book to your, whoever's baby shower you were at, or did you do something or did, was it just kind of like, oh, that was the seed planted for down the road? You know, it was a seed planted because it was such, for us anyways, it was such a long process. I think her son was going to be born in like two months. Um, So the book ended up taking (laughs) quite a bit longer than that. I mean, I don't think I had even started, had that conversation with my husband about starting writing the book until after he was born. But it just seemed like that moment that that little guy was such a catalyst uh, for what the Lord was doing. He yeah, has it now, like that, <laughs> but yeah. That defining moment. Yes, yeah, I'm sure. I was, I was thinking yeah. she probably has it now. <laughs> yeah. But tell me, you know, can you share a little bit more about why you're so passionate about seeing the word of God spoken over children specifically? Yeah. You know, it's the cool thing I think about children's books is that um, usually if the book is good, if the child enjoys it, you know, books are read multiple times, right? Like how many times have we read The Very Hungry Caterpillar or Green Eggs and Ham? So many times. And th- and that's great. But the Word of God says that the words that we say are powerful, that they have mm-hmm. the power of life and death. I mean, James talks about how um, our words can, you know, he compares them to a rudder of a ship or the reins of a horse, which I always, as a parent, have thought is so interesting because the person who's steering the horse is not the horse, it's the parent. The person who's steering the boat is not the boat, it's, you know, well, I shouldn't say the parent, it's the writer or it's the captain. And so saying that the words that we say, there are other factors, but they have one of the main steering mechanisms to steer that boat, that horse, um, that child. And then when we think about that, we go back to the word of God, which as you already read, says that his words will not return void. I think one translation says that they will not come back until they do the job that he sent them to do. Um, Mm -hmm. We see again and again that God is says in his own word, like, I will not break my promises. I honor my word even above my name. And so we know that when we speak the word of God, something in the spiritual atmosphere changes. He promises <laughs> that it will. He he says that once you speak those words over your child, that child will never be the same as when they were two minutes ago <laughs> before you, before you wrote, read them or said them or prayed them. That's what his word right. promises us. So to be able to say over children, um, this is who God says you are. This is what God has for your life. I think not only does it train their minds at such a young age, which we know is important, especially considering some of the things that the world is saying, so that it's training their minds, but it also is affecting the spiritual realm. And it's making um, these proclamations that we will see, you know, on this side of eternity, the other have made all the difference in that child's life. And the cool thing about children's books is even as we're reading them to you know, children, we're also reading them and and really absorbing them for ourselves as well. Exactly, exactly. I have a a podcast coming up uh, later this week that um, I'm talking about 
apologetics and Bible reading, where do we begin? Because I get questions mm. from from parents who are like, you know, I want my my child, my children to, you know, have a solid footing. Where do I start? And so the truth is, and I and I talk a lot more about it in the podcast, but it's starting simple. And so starting yeah. with, um, you know, even these little books here, you are beginning to lay the foundation for for apologetics for your kids mm. because it's truth. You know, what is a yeah. you know, apologetics is being able to defend uh the faith, it's being able to um you know, the the authority of God's word and all of that, but it starts with these simple statements because all truth comes from God. And so when we're speaking biblically, we're speaking Bible verses, we are speaking truth, and that's what apologetics is all about. It's about mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. And pointing people back to the truth and using it not only defensively to defend the faith, but offensively to shoot down other world uh, or other world views. And yeah. so it starts at the very beginning. And I love the idea that you can do this even when your child is in the womb, begin to speak over yeah. them. And you know, this is the other thing that I find really interesting is if we look into in the Old Testament, that was a very, very regular part of the culture of God's mm. people was to speak blessing over their yeah. family, to speak blessing over their family members. They did that on a very regular basis. And even myself, when I'm out, I'm often praying when I'm out on a walk in the mornings. And um, that's what I pr- I do. I pray blessings over our family yeah. because I believe, again, that God is a covenant God and He keeps His promises and He keeps yeah. His covenants. And so I can declare that and and speak that over our family. And it's really such an important role um, in our kids' lives, not only as they're growing up, but most of mine are grown now. So my my prayer uh, role over them has actually grown, not decreased, but grown yeah. <laughs> as they're, you know, finding spouses and as they're making, you know, lots of different decisions. And yeah. I don't have the same you know, our relationship is different. I, you know, I'm not there to give unsolicited advice. I'm there to be available, to be loyal, to be supportive, but mainly to be praying over them every day. Mm. And fortunately, my husband and I both have a pretty strong um, heritage of generations of um, parents and grandparents praying over the next generation. So, um, and we can see the fruit of that in our in our lives. And so, you know, again, like you said, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Maybe you yeah. didn't have that, but you can give that to your children. And again, it starts by something as simple as this. And I'm curious to know, as this, these books have gone out, how have you seen it affect the lives of those you know and those you have, um, well, how has reading scripture affected the lives of of those you know and those who have read the books. Can you share some stories? Yeah. Is there a particular group of children that you've been excited to reach? Yeah. I mean, I think obviously we always love it for our own children. Of course, I don't mean that. But I will say the some of the most impactful um, things that we have done is we have partnered with a local organization, uh, Love Moves Us, and they actually partner with foster and adoptive children and their families. And so we were able to do um, just an amazing giveaway with Tyndall House Publishers where anytime you bought a book, we gave a book. So we were able to give away 600 books to foster and adoptive children yeah who you know have grown up a lot of them with the opposite message that anything of these books has ever told them um Mm -hmm. i think in particular uh 
one girl who I've been very blessed to be able to form a small relationship with, um, we will call her H, and I have permission from her family to share her story, but she has been in multiple foster homes. She's 13 at the time I met her. I think she's 14 now. Um, just growed up, again, you can imagine, just in awful situations. The first time they met her, they gave her my books, they prayed over her, um, and she couldn't sleep through the night. Every night she would have to go through hours and hours of just calming herself down. So mm. she reached out right away and they said, the first time we read your book, she fell asleep right away. Like this has never happened. That The word of God, our, our book tonight, she fell asleep right away. And so I was like, oh, this is amazing. I met her multiple times just because um, the organization is local. And she actually, because of um, different things that she was going through in her family, actually ended up back in uh, a behavioral health hospital um, on suicide watch. And she was going through different things with her medications. And her foster mom called her up and said, hey, is there anything I can do? I'm coming for a visit. And she said, please bring me these books. Her mom told me that she made her, because she was on suicide watch, so her suicide sitter, the person who was with her 24-7, read the books to her out loud over and over again because she said it's the only thing that keeps all of the bad thoughts, all of the bad voices, mm -hmm. all of the lies out of my head are these books. And I just think like, Lord, what if I hadn't said yes? You know, mm -hmm. what if we hadn't taken that step and, and those words would not have gotten to her, you know? And I think those are the people who it, it's so impactful. You want to hear even of um, foster kids who even once they have left some of these homes, the parents, uh, the foster parents have said, hey, you know what? We sent this book with them and maybe they don't remember their month or two that they have here, but but the word of God went with them wherever they go. Mm. So whatever they've heard from anyone else, they know they have the words of God. And and even the, again, the whatever of a parent to be able to say, I don't know what's going to happen to them afterwards, but I know that I read the word of God over them. So I know that mm -hmm. no matter what happens, that word, those words that I read over them will not return void no matter what happens um, when they leave here. And to me, I just, I'm just so honored and awestruck by what, what God has done in that. And it's, again, there's there's so many stories that we could go through. But again, it's that's the power of the word of God, that no matter the age, no matter the situation, it always applies. It's always powerful. It's always going to um, bring life wherever it is that it's spoken. And it's just, you know, it's like I said, it's just awe-inspiring for me to be able to be just such a small part of what he's doing with his word. Oh, I love that. That's so good. So good. I would love for you to share some of the specifics of the books that uh, that you have published. There's three of them, right? Yep. So we have okay. uh, a three pack. Uh, the first one is called You Are, and it really talks about your identity, who God says that you are, what God says about you. Um, our second book is Tonight. And actually, um, those Bible verses that are in there, I used to pray over my daughter because she, long before we wrote books, had a hard time going to bed at night because she was scared at night and had some bad dreams. So all of those Bible verses that I used to pray over her have become our Tonight book, a book of bedtime blessings and promises. And then our last book, it's so good. Um, and then our last book is Chosen, which talks about claiming God's kingdom purpose for your life, that God has a reason for your life, that every single one of us was made for this time, 
for this reason, mm-hmm. just the way that we are. And, you know, the Bible tells us that all of creation is waiting for the sons and daughters of God to become who God created them to be. So those are our three books out. And there's also, they have the three packs. So you also can get like all three of them instead of one at a time. I love that's that. Easier. I yeah. love that. And I love the idea of giving that as a baby gift to someone because that's just such a sweet way to start their little library for their kids. And, you know, as you were describing um, each of these books, I, I'm thinking about the worldview that you are instilling in mm. the children by reading the truth about their identity, about God's promises of protection and rest and that they were chosen because what we're saying there is that there is a creator. You know, Amen. our culture is suffering so, so deeply because there is a denial that there's actually a creator. It starts with that worldview because having that, having a creator changes everything. Yeah. And so I love that you start with that, just that foundational um, perspective. And, you know, in, in repetition, kids love repetition and, and things that are repeated that they love, they remember. And, yeah. you know, that's what we want at the end of the day is we want our kids to know and love the Lord and know him for who he really is. You know, and so I love that, you know, when you speak the word of God, you're not skewing (laughs) who he is in any way, shape or form. It's not an opinion. It's not a a sentence that I made up or words that I came up with. They're God's words and they're what he says about himself. And so we can trust it fully and and then trust it to um, produce something to actually affect our children. So and I love the way you mentioned the spiritual realm, because a lot of times we forget about that, you know, but it's so real and it's so, um, oh, it just, it's, it does affect us, you know, and we have to understand that there is a spiritual battle going on all the time and that the enemy is, is very, he's very, very aggressive about coming after the family. And because he knows that the children are our future. Mm-hmm. And he knows that those children that we are raising right now are going to be, uh, you know, kingdom children, children yes. who are going to advance the kingdom of God. And that is the last thing on earth he wants. So we as parents need to be bold. We need to be courageous. We need to stand in the gap and cover our children with prayer and with the word. Mm. And so I just love this encouragement that you brought today. So Emily, thank you so much for for being here with me. And I'd love for you to share with everyone how they can connect with you and um, and get a hold of the books. And we'll also include that information in the podcast notes. That sounds great. And thank you, of course, for having me and all of your mm-hmm. patience with this uh, crazy technology. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you guys can find um, me on Instagram. So we actually do most of our stuff under Generation Claimed. So that's uh, Generation Claimed ED at the end. And we are on Instagram and Facebook probably the most. Our website, uh, generationclaim.com, has links to everywhere you can get the book, but really they're on, oh goodness, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, uh, awesome. anywhere books are sold is where we're at, but yeah. Oh, that's so great. I am Yay. so glad that, that they, they are so available. So moms, I encourage you to go and check them out again. I'll, I'll uh, put that information in the podcast notes so you have access to it. Um, we're going to go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for your word. God, we are deeply, deeply grateful that you didn't just plop us onto this earth and give us nothing to go by. 
but instead you gave us your very words. And um, sometimes as uh, just the current Christian culture, we can easily leave our Bibles on the shelves and be distracted by other things. But at the end of the day, these words are our life. And so, God, I pray for any of us who have been um, distracted and not in the Word. I pray that you would uh, bring us back to that, Lord. Thank you that we can get back on the wagon over and over and over again, and you honor that, and you bless it, and you meet us right there. And uh, I pray for every parent listening today that you would inspire them to be consistent in speaking and praying the Word of God over their children. I pray that they would find this resource to be uh, very valuable and a great gift for other people. But God, I pray for the hearts of these parents and these families, God, that they would continue to be turned towards you. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.